Okay, we are now live in the Self-Achievement Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Dominic, and welcome to our show called The Person Behind the Passion. With me today is our next person behind the passion. This is Ihara. I'm working on this one, man. Ihara Chibara, also known uh, as... Yes. Hello, sir. How are you? I am great, actually. My name is Ijara. Ijara. Yes. The H is silent. I forgot this already. <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that a lot. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be here as a person behind the passion. Well, thank you for joining me today. And and so, um, if, for those of you who don't know, real quick, um, the Self Achievement Network. I started maybe four years ago, five years ago, and I interview people. Um, I took most of the year off, and now I'm back here. I put a little post um, in the in the network, and I said, "Okay, so if we're going to do the start this up again," and and so Larry was the first one that jumped in. So I want to say congratulations to you, Larry, um, and I appreciate you coming on, Larry. I, I don't. We just met like a half hour ago, so I don't know anything about him. I'm going to ask him some simple questions. And then he's going to tell us about his passion. So right now I'm in Chicago and Larry is in Ijara, excuse me, Ijara. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll get it right. I destroyed people's yes. names. But he's in Ghana, Africa. So this is like a long ways away. And I want to say to you, welcome and thank you for joining me. So, so tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, I am, like you said, from Ghana. I'm Ghanaian. Uh, I live in Accra and I am a communications expert, a journalist to be um, specific. And I am a development enthusiast. I'm founder and head of Inc. Ghana organization, which is a nonprofit that um, mobilizes resources to work with persons from deprived communities with a focus on focus on women and youth empowerment environmental protection and promoting stem then also i am a social entrepreneur in the sense that i own and run a small business and i am a civic leader as well then i do a lot of community work so basically that's who i am wow that's what you do. Yes. That's not who you are, though. Okay. Who you are is a lot more, you know, expansive. I appreciate than this. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's that's well noted. Right. So so tell us about your your passion. This show is called the person behind the passion. Your passion in 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 life, what you do, what what is that really? What is that about? You have these different businesses, but what is it that you're you're doing that that wakes you up in the morning and makes your juices flow? Well, my passion mainly is to ensure that I'm able to deliver value to people, value that enhances um, their value in life. So uh, that's if I am to sum it up, that's my passion. Mm -hmm. And so anything able to do that that delivers value to people and makes them realize their, their true worth in life is is fulfilling for me. Okay. And so you're working with people there in, in, in Ghana or all over the world? Mainly in Ghana. Uh, the ambition is to do it across across the globe. Uh-huh. Interesting. So, so your businesses, again, tell us one more time. So... In terms of business, I, I run a um, handmade local, which is a, an SME that uh, specializes in producing natural, 100% natural products like shea butter, um, black soap, and um, coconuts and, and honey snacks, as well as ginger and honey snacks. Wow. That's great. <laughs> So you, then you have like a little shop or you have, you sell these online? So I sell them online. Uh, interestingly, I wouldn't say sadly, interestingly, this year has been quite slow. So I think since March, I haven't 
been active in in business, but we are looking at um, getting back with production first and then getting the products in shops. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're also a, a communications expert. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I hold a BA in communications with a specialization in journalism. And I, so when I told you I've done um, interactions before, I have been the, the host of quite a few shows on, on TV and radio. And I've been the founding general manager of a, a media house that is national, that's free to air uh, at the moment, Baina Multimedia with Baina TV and Baina Radio. And I'm a content producer. I'm a writer as well. I'm an author, actually, I should say. And that is it basically when it comes to communications. So you're an author? Yes. You have a, a published book or books? I have a published story in an anthology. An anthology about COVID-19 and I I found one of my short stories in there after I, I I submitted it and it was published. It's the first story in the book. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's that's published that people can purchase or they can you sell it as a or you give it away or how does it work? Oh there we go. Lockdown. This is a, I love this. this is, yes, the lockdown, it's an anthology by the Ama Ata Edu um, Center for Creative Writing. And I, I happen to be a member of that center as well. So this is it, the lockdown. It's available uh, on, um, it's available on Worldview and it's available online. It's also available on Ghana Association of Writers website. You can put the links for that book in the thread after we finish the interview. All right, I'll do that. Yes, please. Somebody may be interested, you don't know. Well, that's great. So so, so this the name of the program is called Person Behind the Passion, right? So tell us a little bit about what you're, I mean, so, so, it's the person behind the passion, right? So, so getting to so those who were telling us what you do. So, who are you? You were born where? In Ghana. I was born in Nima in Accra, Ghana. And Nima, for those who do not know, and I imagine most of the people here do not know, Nima is a community that is normally. Uh, defined as a slum. I don't, I don't uh, ascribe to that definition, but per the circumstances present in Nima as an inner city community, it could, it could pass as a slum. It is not a poor community, but it is impoverished in the sense that the resources in the community are not um, well used i.e. the human resources and uh, other resources available. So the community is impoverished and it, 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 it sends across the image that the community is poor. I was born in this community some, wow. 34, some 34 years ago and I grew up in this community. I was educated in this community and Along the line, my mother and father separated. I lived most of my life without my dad because he, he lived and worked in, in, in Saudi Arabia. And for most of my life, except when he came home for, for vacation uh, for about three, between three to six months, the longest he ever stayed with us was seven months. And so his presence wasn't quite active in my life growing up. Nevertheless, along the line, mom and dad separated. So the separation from from parents became, the gap became wider because um, I was about 14 years old when they separated and then five years later they divorced officially. It was a challenge for myself being uh, an introvert generally mm -hmm. and 
finding myself living in a compound house with um, relatives, but without my mom and dad. It became difficult to relate to people because I sort of found people culpable in, 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 the, in their separation. I, I felt and I still feel sometimes that uh, family, family members played a role in their separation, but it, it had to happen. And so and it was, it was for the better. I mean, considering that I had to become independent uh, at, at a very early stage in life, uh, it taught me that it taught me to value uh, people because whenever you, you, you find yourself in a situation where you don't get things you, you used to get previously, things like necessities, I mean, you used to get them easily previously. When there's a lack, you begin to appreciate anyone who is able to um, deliver that kind of thing. And so I, I'm this person from that community. And Nima, Nima is a predominantly Muslim community. I am Muslim as well. And, and so, yeah, that's the kind of community I grew up in, where there are a lot of people who live with live don't live with their parents they live with um their grandparents or other relatives and so they end up having to depend a lot on themselves in the streets yeah very young people doing that so i find myself i found myself in that um yes at some point i i, I had to do something that i've never mentioned this anywhere this is the first time i'm mentioning it I, I had to fake a certificate. I had to fake a certificate just to, to go to the university. And it was quite unfortunate at the time, but it resulted in my um, kind of revival because uh, my, dad, my dad, after the, 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 the divorce between him and my mom, insisted that I had to go back to school mm-hmm. after high school and I, I did high school I did high school beyond beyond three years which I was required to do because um, in my final year I was supposed to register for the general exam and I was unable to because I couldn't pay my fees then in the subsequent year I paid my fees registered and my index number for whatever reason did not come out and so I, I felt like a person on the periphery. I wasn't, I, I didn't belong. That's how I, I, I felt. And so when my dad, I, I couldn't tell my dad this too because he wasn't living with us. He wasn't around. He wasn't even in the country at the time. And so I had to conjure something up in order not to um, hurt him because I, I thought anything bad about me would hurt him and he would blame my mom for whatever bad thing that I, I, I caused or I went through. So I had to lie. And it's one of the lies that I have regretted. I have regretted most so far because it was pointless to tell a lie. I mean, I could simply have told him that I did not write the exam, but to go as far as telling him I wrote the exam, um, fabricated results, and then I had to apply to the university because if you say you've written and you did well, you have to go to the university. Mm-hmm. Then I was, I was sent to one uncle who took me in wholeheartedly, made efforts to, I bought the, the forms to apply to the university. My uncle made efforts to ensure that I get to the university and he was prompted by a friend that no, these results are not original. And so it should come back to me so that we would, I would clear the air uh, on that issue. So I was called, I was told the results were not original, they were fake, and why I had done that, because they knew me to be a very uh, positive uh, young person at the time, and mm-hmm. they didn't understand how that came, came up. So yes, that happened. We cleared the air, and I had to go back to, to, to school. Um, there's something we call remedial school here. It's not for retarded persons. It is for uh, people who do not pass the exam or people who need to write the exam the, what, before, before time. 
uh, as in preparation before their main wasi. So if you write and don't pass, you can come and write the the remedial. Or if you 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 drop out of school, which I could say, even though I completed, I was kind of a dropout because I had not written the the final exam. And so I I sat I sat through the the exam the first time and. I didn't do bad, even though I failed in chemistry as a science student. Then subsequently, I was instructed to write again. I was like, no, I'm not interested. They pushed me. And when I went to register, nobody knew that I did not register as a science student. I registered as an art student because I, I felt I was gravitating more towards arts. I was, um, I was, I found art more understanding, and I I I, I could relate more to the art mm -hmm. subject. So I nobody knew. Once again, this is something I'm revealing for the first time, and <laughs> and I did I did fairly well. So after that, one of my cousins uh, suggested that I go to journalism school, and. I initially did not buy into the idea because I had this passion for political science. I have no idea where that came from, but I gradually understood that he was he was leading me towards my calling because I ended up in, in journalism school and that's where, if I can say, I discovered myself mm -hmm. as the photo of, of, of the university I attended, African University College of Communications. AECC in, in, in Accra here, the motto is discover yourself from here. And so I kind of discovered myself from the African University College of Communications. That's one part of, 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 of my life that I, I value so much because I moved from being uh, extremely introverted to becoming expressive being expressive in writing and speaking because um, we had the tools, the necessary tools to build confidence and kind of express your thoughts. And it was, it, 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 it was um, enlightening. It was enlightening if I can use that term. I ended up becoming the president of the student representative council in a, a manner I could say was bizarre. It was very bizarre because on the day I became the on the day I became the 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 SRC president, I had I had a deferral letter in my back pocket. I had a deferral letter in my back pocket to submit um, to the registrar and and request that I defer my program because I had not paid my fees for. <laughs> wow, I had not paid my fees. This is like for... professional. But <laughs> <laughs> three semesters. I had not paid my fees for three semesters, which was no for four semesters. For four semesters, which was unusual because you can't you can't um make it from one semester to the other without paying your your, your school fees. But yeah. as fate as fate would have it, the institution made an exceptional consideration for me for whatever reason. I, I can't explain that. And I was known as someone who had not been paying my fees, but perhaps they were looking at my academics and considering uh, my uh, extracurricular activities because during my second year, I I found myself in in student politics. I tried I tried so much to avoid being in student politics that it was a marvel that I ended up in student politics. I became a member of the uh, student uh, legislature and I, I I volunteered in a lot of activities without first of all getting anything in return and not demanding because it gave me some sort of fulfillment i always enjoyed being away from home 
due to the circumstances at home, especially after my dad remarried. Uh, I became kind of horrible because there are a lot of things that people or young people go through when parents remarry and they find themselves with, with the one parent that's uh, kind of got married again. And so I found myself with my dad and the relationship between him and his wife uh, required that s some of us, uh, like we would be distanced, like myself and my brother. I have one brother from my mother's side and I have uh, two brothers from my dad's, uh, two sisters, sorry, from my dad's new wife. And so there was kind of this estrangement between my dad and myself. Uh, and taking into consideration that I had faked the, the results, which also um, caused this further deterioration uh, in our relationship. Altogether, once I approached him and asked for, for school fees, then he told me to try as much as possible to get um, um, <clears throat> to get uh, what I can raise, to raise an amount, and then he would augment it. Mm -hmm. I just raised that that amount. Raised, I think uh, it was one thousand one hundred cities at around that time. I don't know how much it was in dollars. I approached him, told him what I had. I had paid the money, gotten the cheats, and. I presented it to him and he said in front of his older brother that he didn't know I was even in school. This was someone I had been having this conversation about school with, but he told me blatantly that he didn't even know I was in school. So I was so disappointed, but I didn't let that weigh down on me. I just moved on, went to school, paid the fees, and he told me I couldn't continue like this. So I prepared to, to kind of leave school, work, raise money, and then go back to school. And then on that, that day I decided to do that, which was um, my last day in, in level 300, I, I was nominated to become the student president. A nomination that came up as a result of a court injunction, a court injunction uh, due to a political, uh, an election dispute between those who were contesting i was not contesting i was i i i moved away from the from the issue i just moved away from it as far as possible and then hey. there was my phone okay that's fine and so there it was in my lap i had the letter in my back pocket i thought about it for a while and the person i was contesting with I actually, I actually went into to withdraw from the voting process because I was nominated alongside two people, and so we were waiting outside for the secret voting to be done, and then we'll go back in there for the re declared results. And I went in and and told them I had withdrawn, not knowing that the elections had been done already. And when I came out, this person it comes from. Um, uh, Nima as well, which is a Zongo community. So we had been involved in youth advocacy, youth activism together. And he he, he said, "Is this the kind of the the kind of um, representative I am for the community? I I I I champion that people should 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 be bold enough to um, represent themselves wherever they are." And then I find myself. Uh, um, on the cusp of some opportunity, people are fighting for this. Out of no no effort, I find this and then I I I, I back down. That's a defeatist attitude, mm -hmm. and so that enraged me. And I went back and I said, "No, I'm taking it." So while I went in there, they told me while I was walking in, someone was sent out to tell me to rescind my decision because I had won, and then. That's how I became, I became a, 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 a student representative. And that whole year gave me a different perspective um, to leadership, uh, where I, I, I began to really understand and implement uh, leadership as service, not as being followed, as, as actually being a follower. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. It all began during that same period. I, I fell. I fell in love. <laughs> I fell in love. I went. I entered my first relationship. I think I was twenty-five or twenty-six at the time, and I entered into my first relationship with someone who was who was not in Ghana and not Ghanaian. I met her on Facebook. She was South African, living in South Africa, and our friendship blossomed into a love affair that we both liked so she 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 expressed interest in meeting me and the only way that could happen was her coming to ghana due to my circumstances at the time i i had my reservations because i couldn't host her but i spoke to my mom and my mom was like it's very rare to get people like express um, their interest in you and want to just meet you so why not allow her she could come and if you do not match then you part ways and so she came lived in ghana for five months and mm-hmm. we married fifth month we got married in the fifth month wow it was yeah it was crazy for someone who holds back a lot when it comes to decision making i i found myself riding on on the wings of the winds and just just going i mean it was a it was a it was a watershed moment when i became the src president because then i began to interact more with with people i initially thought it was difficult to get in touch with i was sitting in in board meetings academic board meetings and and i felt bold enough to make certain decisions irrespective of the the risks and so i got married then fast forward five months no seven months later i went to south africa to meet my wife's family and so i i lived there for 11 months with her and then we had to come back to ghana um we had to come back to ghana lived in ghana for 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 five more months and because of the economic conditions it was tough for us to be together so she requested that she would go back to south africa and then when i get my acts together she can come back or i could go there mm-hmm. uh, and so that that created a distance between us and started uh started a tough period for both of us because i mean a distance relationship is not right. it's Very not for any human being and so <clears throat> yeah we were going through a lot of quarrels and i'm not ashamed to say that i i did my best but it did not it did not work out because she was she was in in in, in a terrible state she was in a terrible state uh, my wife's name is was sibling but she's still a friend um she found she found a man and then after she found a man she began to pick fights with me uh, and eventually she did what she had to do which was which was necessary biologically for her and i i kind of needed her to come clean to be to be honest about whatever was going on because I, I was going through pain thinking that she was blaming me all the time for what we were going through. And I told her sex was not everything in life. Well, if she was going to get sex from elsewhere, she had to be open about it, but she shouldn't come every time picking fights and asking us to get divorced. Eventually she told me right. that she had had sex with someone. And I was like, that's fine. I appreciate that she, she she came clean and she was asking if i could forgive her and i told her it's not difficult to to forgive especially after the honesty the most difficult thing is to forget yeah the most difficult thing is to forget and the fact that not forget means she must learn to forgive herself because she shouldn't attribute anything in our relationship to that for eight months i had to maintain my 
position and say we had to meet personally to to decide whether we didn't want to be together any longer but she had fallen in love with this person and so she had made her mind up and insisted on on us uh, getting divorced in the eight month after she did she told me this i i got tired of being the one to beg her after not being the one responsible for what was going on mm -hmm. so i told her i was done also and then she started trying to come back but i was exhausted at that time i thought there was so much going on here in my life like i was doing a lot of activism when it came when 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 the news came to me because i was in in northern ghana i was in a rural community a remote rural community teaching as part of my national service which i had skipped for a year just to be with her and so while i was doing that the news came heartbroken i was so bitter i couldn't even relate to my female students because each time i saw a female i i i i felt this disgust i don't know where it came from but i had to go through the face i mean we all we all need scars we all need scars to be able to grow and so i had to go through that emotionally because i was emotionally immature when i fell into the when i fell in love with her it was my first serious relationship my whole life mm -hmm. and so i had to go through that to kind of mature emotionally and i i even though it was a, a horrible period i i went through it i appreciate the fact that i went through it i don't uh, resent her i don't resent her for anything except the fact that she blames me for that <laughs> and, and so and so yeah that, that shaped me that shaped me it made me it made me um revert to my introvert in 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 introvert uh west if i may say that but then also it 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 dug out the writer i was i was hiding because i stopped writing i had stopped writing for some time and after that i went back to my poetry and then along the line went into prose as well so it it built me and so i i've never considered it as a uh, as a negative moment in my life i consider it as a, a challenging moment because after discovering myself what next i had to actualize myself i was and i was in the in the in the, in the process of actualizing myself I was, i'd actually come up with 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 this um project to put desks in 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 schools in We froze for just a minute here. Let's see what happens. And it shattered me. It shattered me. Not long after I attended the Young African Leaders Initiative training program on site um, in Nigeria. It is headquartered, uh, West Af the West African head office is headquartered here in Ghana, but I chose to do mine in Nigeria just for the um experience and i i enjoyed it i loved it i came up with the idea of becoming a social entrepreneur rather than working for charity because it made much sense uh, especially having listened to mentors tell telling me that you can't give what you don't have and i found myself in a a, a career where i will always We lost him. Let's see if we can get him back. Don't do the right thing, I'm sure. Click the link again. You're right back, I'm sure. What a great story, huh? He's 34 years old. It's a lot already. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Well, interesting. I mean, to listen. I mean, he's half my age. And to as I'm listening to a story, thinking, yeah, I've been through that. Something very similar. 
relationship thing with breakup and sex and being upset and blaming. And then, you know, he went to school and couldn't uh, pay his tuition. He had to go to his father and all these different things. And it's so amazing that, you know, I always think we're also, even though we're so different, we're so alike, we're so similar. We all have challenges. Somehow we figure out a way to get through them. You know, one of my um, interests push through and just keep doing it and finding solutions and making the journey as fun as we possibly can. So, uh, yeah, interesting guy, Ijara. Um, I'm hoping that he clicks on the link again. Connected on Facebook Messenger. We're still recording live. And uh, he doesn't show up. I have to sign off. And oh, here we go. He's here. He is right here. There you are. <laughs> you are back. Okay, let me put you back up. Yeah, in the feel back. Yeah. I was just uh, just doing a little recapping, and uh, so you'll hear that on the um, on the recording. When you see it. But you know, it's really interesting to me to listen to your story. I was saying that uh, you know I was reliving my parts of my life while you were telling the story because my university experience and you know I, I had my my tuition was paid by the government because I had was in the military, so they paid for it. But I, you had a completely different story. But the point was with that you went through it and you always find found solutions to whatever challenges that you were faced with. And that's what I'm I'm getting out of this is that you, you know, you so you had the relationship, challenge, 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 and you're always looking for a solution and looking for a solution that is um not to blame it's not to, it's to make it work out the best so fabulous story so so now you are you're you're you you have a you have a day job or this is this uh project that you have with the natural um thing is something that you're doing full-time or what are you doing right now to earn your 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 money your your living so three things so the the non-profit is is one thing i i can't i can't let go because it is linked to whatever i i was doing before like um working with street girls street girls who mainly come from northern ghana uh to uh, search to seek greener pastures in urban areas which do not really present them with any opportunities except to to come and wallow in 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 despicable conditions and so the mpo is is crucial then the mpo again because um i work with young learners in schools um basic school and high school because there there's a gap in parenting there's a gap in parenting that nobody is paying attention to that the curriculum the school curriculum cannot help and most children spend more time in school than they spend at home whenever they are back home their parents are out um, making money mm -hmm. and then this a few hours with with their parents and so there is there's a mental health issue. There's a mental health challenge here that nobody seems interested in addressing. And so the NPO provides that that um, through a school mentorship program. We are still best to mobilize resources, social capital for now. But eventually, I believe would um, need um, financial support which we are exploring ways and means to to acquire and then and there is 
a focus on uh, environmental protection as well, because when I was growing up, the climate wasn't like this. Like we are experiencing um, excessive rainfall when when before it wasn't like that, it is resulting in flooding and, and destroying um, a lot of property. Then when the heat comes, it is also like beyond what we we have been used to and so global warming is gradually beginning to appear real to us when previously we used to think it was just uh, an idea but now we are appreciating the fact that okay we are destroying the the environment who best to 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 remedy that than the young people because they have um uh, an attitude that's still being built and so it is better for us to inculcate the habit of um, planting trees uh, growing plants even if it is in plastic containers and having greens around and ensuring that they engage in activities that do not destroy the environment and so the the MPO in Ghana is is very dear to me on the other side there is um, an agricultural project that I'm involved in. It's a thousand acre project. Yes, if anyone is is uh, listening or watching this at any time, this is also an invitation to partner because it's uh, a thousand acre virgin land that um, I've secured last year, since last year. Um, there is documentation. It took us almost um, a year to get the documentation. We couldn't cultivate the land this past farming season, but uh, we're working towards it. And I am leading this project. Uh, I'm saying we because the community is a partner. I have a mentor who is also interested and is a partner as well. And the more partners we have, the better the chances of realizing the 10,000 acre potential of this project, because that's what it was in initially, but because of the resource constraints, we have to start with the 1,000 acres. Mm -hmm. Incredible, absolutely incredible. So you're doing all these different things and making a contribution to the lives of the people that are surrounding you. And that's amazing. I mean, that that's something that, you know, one of the things that I always say is like, I feel like my purpose is to improve our world for all of us in the ways that I am doing it, giving people opportunity. And then what I do in my community and with my family and friends. And um, it's inspiring to me to hear that, you know, you're, you're doing these things to make a difference in the lives of the people that, that you're, you know, that you're with there in Ghana. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. So where do you see yourself? So you're, you're expanding this. You want to expand it from 1,000 acres to 10,000 acres. Is this going to happen in one year, two years, five years? Something um, like that? To happen in one year, it's going to happen across a period. Um, it could be in three years because we need to learn lessons in order to avoid mistakes um, when we are expanding. And so uh, the thousand acre is sort of uh, the baby project. Uh, the potential has been there for since the since the, the breakup, since the heartbreak, I mean, the potential mm -hmm. had been there, but I had to sojourn in order to find myself. I'm not one who is, um, um, prone to ask for help i i it's really difficult to ask for help i imagine it's the same for others but i think mine is a bit extreme and so i since childhood i've not been able to approach my dad and say give me this or give me that and so when i have done it and it did not yield a good response it kind of kept me further away from asking for help when necessary but after the heartbreak I was able to approach people and discuss this with them, even though it was just, just only a few people. There are a lot of people who don't even know that I was once married. And so I, I find this um, quite therapeutic that I am I'm approaching the issue with no pain, 
and and I'm feeling lighter about it. I'm feeling lighter about it. And as as is usually said, recovery is a journey. It mm -hmm. is not. Yeah, it's not a des destination. It's a journey. So this part of my recovery, and it has brought out the 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 project. I don't usually share my projects projects with people because I don't want to. I don't usually want to come across as needy, which which is sometimes good, but generally not good because then I deprive myself and people the opportunity to realize what i i believe is my passion that to make them realize their 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 worth to deliver value if i am mm -hmm. unable to, if i am unable unable to approach people with what my challenges are how would they find opportunity in discovering uh, their value through it mm -hmm. yep realize during this conversation so you're so we're gonna wrap it up let me let me just ask you a couple of small things so you're 34 you said yes yes i am you have a lot of wisdom for 34. just i just want to say it's very inspiring and just just the your use of the language the, the english language is uh it's great the words that you choose i have I appreciate that. Okay, so so this is my this is my final question. So <clears throat> if you let's just pretend that this let's pretend that everybody on the planet is listening to us right now. We have their undivided attention. What would you say? What would you like to say to humanity? Oh, but to humanity, I would echo what um, my mentor, Rabbi Modi says. He says, we, we must move beyond tolerance and then begin acceptance. Because in acceptance, we would be able to live in 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 the diversity that's required to actually develop the human race yes because i'm 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 saying this because there needs to be an emphasis on the fact that we are different no two individuals are the same they may be similar they may share similarities but they can never be the same and so if we we gravitate more towards acceptance than tolerating who people are, then the, the, there is a basis formed for us to improve our relationships, be it family, business. And, and when that happens, we, 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 we would find that, and relationships between nations as well, we'll find that there, there, is, there is some form of harmony we would build even though we we disagree with each other which we would always find we would disagree with each other um every time on religion on on other forms of identity nevertheless if we accept that this is who this person is this is how they are there's nothing i can do about that this is who i am there's nothing they can do about that except we arrive at a consensus on issues mm -hmm. And if humanity can do that, then we would get along well, and we would develop, we we'll develop the the world and ourselves for the better. Amazing! Such a, a, a an expansive view of the world, and uh, that's amazing. You know, because I talk to a lot of people, and and sometimes people are like, "Well, my my vision for the world is, and it's very tiny." that's not a bad thing it's just that I, I noticed that people are in different places in their life and i can see that you're in a place where you really have like this thing connected to this thing right here and you want to use it as much as possible so jara thank you so much for joining me today i appreciate it thank you thank you for the opportunity being it's been a 
healing uh, a healing interaction yeah i agree so promise me this that this will not be the last time so i invite you back you're a very interesting person i invite you back at any time so you have the link for the calendar right yes so whenever you feel ready you go to the the thing pick a topic and then send me a little message and then we'll go live again and start over with a different topic and expand on what we're doing already what you're, what you're doing already all right i'll do that next challenge for me after this is sharing is sharing the link and so um i would appreciate if be my accountability partner on that to ensure that i share it as wide as as, as possible to make sure my story is officially out there you have it I support you. And so the, the, the links that you can uh, send us to take a look at the book and your NGOs and like that, put them in the thread of on in the Facebook group in the self-achievement right. network. And then if you have other people that you would like to invite to the network, just uh, send them an invitation and you can always nominate someone that you know that is deserving for an interview for person behind the passion. Okay. All right, I'll do that. All right, my friend. You have yourself a fabulous evening. What time is it there? Um, it's still afternoon. It's just three p.m. Oh, three p.m. Okay. Well, it's ten p.m. here. We're not that far away. And uh, <laughs> thank you for joining me, and thank you to all of you in the Self Achievement Network that are listening. We also have this on a podcast. I'll post that link also, so people can listen while they're driving, and. Uh, We'll do it again next time. Thank you all. Remember to have fun and stay inspired. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now. Thank you, J Jahara. Thank you, too.